Good morning. I'm Donna Quinn. And for the next half hour, we'll be talking about... (laughs) We'll be talking about Talk of Our Towns. We'll be on the Talk of Our Towns program talking about a very important subject. We will be talking about suicide awareness classes happening in December here in Clatsop County. The holidays are always a challenging time for uh, some people, and uh, this is a really important topic. And today we're going to learn more about how we can become gatekeepers, how we can get QPR training. My guest is Ailey Ray. Ailey is a qualified mental health professional. She has an MBA and a BA. She is the Older Adult Behavioral Health Coordinator for GOBI, and GOBI stands for Greater Oregon Behavioral Health. She's located here in Clotsop County. Good morning, Ailey. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to have you this morning. I know we're both um, using throat (laughs) lozenges because we have a little bit of a sore throat today, so we'll do the best we can. Ailey, um, please tell the listening audience about yourself. Well, I've lived in the area for about 15 years. I love the coast. Um, I'm from Squim, Washington, so similar climates. Um, I've worked for Greater Oregon Behavioral Health for about five and a half years um, in different capacities. And um, before that, I was the administrator at Susanna Lisa Assisted Living. So I have a background in varied things. <laughs> um, well, you I, chose to study working with um, our senior population. Yeah, absolutely. And why did you choose that? Um, you know, it's just kind of something that I, I love people. So actually I've in other capacities with Gobi, I've worked with children. Um, so I, I, I just enjoy working with people and I find them fascinating. I can't imagine just sitting in an office all day, not being around people and, um, the community. And, uh, I just, I have a heart for those less fortunate and those going through tough times. Um, so I've worked with a lot of foster kids and then older adults because that's kind of a population I feel like gets overlooked a lot. And so you have an MBA and yeah. a BA. And I mean, so you've had quite a bit of training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely over the years. And you can, <laughs> But honestly, to... job experience is far more valuable. <laughs> yes, yes, I would agree with that 100%. So let's talk about what GOBI is. What is the Greater Oregon Behavioral Health Organization? Well, GOBI um, is an awesome organization that really just wants to give back to the rural community. They have a passion for rural Oregon. Um, currently, right now, they're mainly serving Eastern Oregon, um, and they have the Coordinated Care Organization for all of Eastern Oregon in conjunction with MODA. So it's the Eastern Oregon CCO. Um, in our county, we do therapeutic foster care, and then the Older Adult Behavioral Health Initiative is a statewide initiative, which I'm actually housed, and it's actually through um, the Oregon Health Authority, and um, PSU does a lot of um, work with it, but um, I'm actually housed out of Gobi, which is odd because I'm the only one on the coast really now, but um, they're, you know, very supportive, and I our home office is actually in the Dells. Yes, I have seen the home office in the Dells. It's a <laughs> oh, large building. Yeah, it's huge. Um, so that's a big organization. It and is. when you say they serve Eastern Oregon, mm-hmm. how do they serve Eastern Oregon? What do they do? So they are the insur- like the Oregon Health Plan, basically, for all of Eastern Oregon. Yeah, and they have a ton of different programs. I mean, too many to talk about, really. <laughs> I mean, in this time slot. <laughs> sure. Okay. So, but the two programs mm-hmm. that GOBI has here. Yes, are the therapeutic foster? Yes, therapeutic foster care. So that is youth um, 
that are in the foster care system, but have experienced a lot of trauma. So we have therapeutic foster parents that um, provide them the nurturing, loving environment so they can then step into a lower level of care. And so you have another, do you have an associate here or someone else then who works on that program? Yes, absolutely. So okay. there is another, well, actually they're in the process of hiring. So if you okay. want to go to our website for that, that would be great. And we also need um, therapeutic foster care providers, both respite, meaning like maybe even one weekend a month or full-time providers. So Okay, so therapeutic foster care, mm -hmm. you are hiring for someone to coordinate that program yes. here um, in what counties? Um, in Clatsop and um, Tillamook counties. Okay, Clatsop and Tillamook counties. Yep. And then you you just said that you're actually looking for people who might be able to to bring a foster child into their mm -hmm. home for even a weekend. Exactly. Um, yeah, I actually worked with that program for several years, so I know a lot about it, too, <laughs> off the subject. But, I mean, suicide is very prevalent in foster children, too, so it's relevant. Yes. No, it is relevant. I mean, there's a lot of trauma in yeah. our world today, and some people have far more trauma than we could even imagine. Exactly. So I know we're here to talk about um, these suicide awareness classes, mm -hmm. um, and that's one of your focuses. But you said something which was surprising to me. Um, I know we want to talk about myth, myths about suicide and all of that, but your work at Gobi has to do with older adult behaviors and yeah. behavioral, you behavioral know, health, health care. Uh -huh. So what does that mean? Well, um, the older adult population is a little bit more hesitant often to speak about mental health or depression or any, you know, things that they're going through. Just culturally, it's not something that has been as comfortable for them or uh, I mean it's it's changed over the generations and it's great and I'm not saying everybody's like that by any means but um, it's just getting the word out there that there are supports and services and also getting trainings into um, providers hands that are relevant to the geriatric population because a lot of times when you're going through school you don't get that extra training and the geriatric population has specific needs and especially with behavioral and mental health services. Are the adults that you're working with, the, the seniors that you're working with, are they living on their own? Are they in homes? I mean, all, all across the, gamut, the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, we go and we do complex case evaluations and um, consultations in um, nursing homes um, or in assisted livings or in, in the home or community. Um, the referrals come from all over the place. Uh, and you said something that was a really uh, powerful statement, which I was unaware of, which is that um, suicide is most prevalent in... The older adult male population, the completion rate is highest because they often use um, lethal methods such as guns. So when we talk about suicide, there are suicide attempts and then there are suicide completions. Mm -hmm. Do people who attempt suicide attempt it again and again? Not or not always? No, no not necessarily. Um, a lot of people who um, attempt suicides go on to never complete suicide. Um, and that's why the gatekeeper program is, is so relevant and helpful because um, you could be that person to help them. All right. Let's talk about the gatekeeper program. So um, these you have classes which are happening today, mm -hmm. but the class you really want to focus on is the class happening December 11th from 1 to 2 p.m. It's a free community class at the Bob Chisholm Community Center in Seaside. Yeah. And this is where individuals who attend, anyone from the community can attend. 
uh, will learn this QPR training, which you just had. So Mm -hmm. what is QPR training? Um, Well, it's through the QPR Institute. And actually, I want to plug that they can get the gatekeeper training online for those that are busy. Um, So the QPRinstitute.com, you can take the gatekeeper program. Um, The QPR training is a question, persuade, refer. It's a very simple program, which is ideal, (laughs) Um, especially when you're dealing with something like suicide that people aren't comfortable talking about. It's just a really simple way to get comfortable talking about it and to be able to ask the question, are you thinking about suicide? Um, There's myths around that. People think that by asking the question, you're actually putting it in somebody's head. And that's just simply not accurate. They're either thinking about suicide or they're not thinking about suicide. Um, And often, I don't know if anybody's ever watched the Kevin Hines video about um, his attempt at suicide. He jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. um, And he just said, it's the most powerful statement. It'll stick in my mind forever. He just said, if one person had smiled at him or asked him, he wouldn't have made that attempt. Um, It's just really recognizing people around you and, and seeing them and the struggles they might possibly be facing and being able to be there for them. We don't know the pain other people are carrying. We, we cannot know that. Yeah. Uh, so, but we can be aware and sensitive because as we talked about, it, it probably everyone considers suicide at one point or another in their lives, whether they Incredibly consider common. it seriously <laughs> yeah. or, or just like, oh, life is just too hard. It'd be easier if I weren't here. Exactly. Um, but the people who really are going to make an attempt, the people who are, they're planning it. Yeah. For the and, most part, unless they're having an, uh, an isolated incident where they're just so overwhelmed. Because that can look like a solution. And so there are triggers for suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be an internal trigger if there's a mental health issue. Mm -hmm. And there could be an external trigger, like you said, like if someone loses their job or if the the husband or wife leaves them or they have a death in the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, um, loss of ability for older adults is a huge one. Um, I mean, you never really know what's going to trigger somebody, but you see the signs. Uh, You can see that person is no longer taking part in activities they used to, for example. They're sleeping a lot or they're not sleeping at all. They might be saying things like, I just wish I wouldn't wake up. Um, very, It's not always direct. You don't always, especially and depending on your relationship to the person, you're going to hear different things. Like if you're you know, close to them, you might hear more direct things. Versus if you're their boss, you might hear things you know, like, I wish I, I wish I wasn't here anymore. Or, you know you'd be better without me. Different statements like that, um, just kind of not as direct of approach, but are still really, you know, you know that they're contemplating it at that point. And it's important to be able to be there to ask the question. And then also to know what to do once you do ask the question, how to refer and how to persuade. Well, I know you've said that um, sometimes people are flippant when someone Mm -hmm. says, oh, I think I'm just going to Oh my God, oh God, I just don't want to, you know, that, that suddenly people are flipping. And, and let's talk about that a little bit about how we react to yeah. someone talking about suicide because it's a very scary topic. It is. And I think because of that reason, people can be, those close to them kind of think that maybe they're joking about it or they couldn't possibly be contemplating that. So they'll say things like, oh, you're not really thinking about that. Trying to, not necessarily, in the in the best ability. I mean, you know, they, I'm not. They're trying their best. They're yeah. not trained. They're not professionally exactly. trained. Um, they're not. And I don't, you know, I don't, I want to be sensitive to anybody who's been in this situation. Um, 
they just don't think that that person could possibly really be serious about or it. Or really mean that. Because yeah. again, sometimes we look at the external, we exactly. make judgments, but we can't know what's going on inside a person. Yeah. So if someone says to you, um, God, I just, I don't, don't even know if I can handle my life anymore. I can't, I don't want to even be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's, how, how do you respond when someone is trying to share information that they are in such a bad space, either... You know, because of something that's happened in their world externally mm-hmm. or because of something that's an internal trigger. I mean, how, how do you deal with that? Um, I would start just by saying, wow, you know, being empathetic. What you're going through sounds really hard. And sometimes people in those situations, they think about, you know, completing suicide. Are, is that something you're thinking about? And then you're trying to get the person to say, well, yeah, I really am. Yeah. Or, um, or no, I'm not. And not, and not, I think a lot of people worry about that they're going to offend that person. But how much greater is that risk? You know what I mean? If you avoid that just because you don't want to offend them and then something were to happen and they really were thinking, you know, it's better just to take that risk and just to do it in a very compassionate, empathetic way, letting them know, I really care about you and I, I want you to be here. So I, I, I ask this question not to be offensive. Right. Well, what could change in your life that would make it worth living again, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. a lot of times I think people feel hopeless and they don't yes. think anything is going to change. Everything looks bleak. Everything looks dark. Exactly. And so um, so you can't jolly a person out of that. No. You need to, to acknowledge that they're going through a hard time yeah. and then say that... Um, I mean, what do you do? You say things will things will get better. I mean, or is that just kind of trying to be uh, um, to more just can I can I sit with you? Can we can we do you have a person that you like to talk to? Do you have a therapist? And then the best approach is if in the referral process, if you can actually go with them, which I know is is difficult um, depending on your relationship. Um, but at least having some idea of you know, local mental health or the suicide hotline or whatever it might be um, to refer to. Mm. But really, it's just being with that person and persu- like, you know, you can ask for a promise like, you know, please don't attempt until X, Y, Z happens. But that's not really very helpful. Usually, usually it's going to take you some time to work with this person mm-hmm. to try to get them to, okay, yeah, to, to reconsider that. They want to, to, re- to consider and see some hope and consider some help. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Talk of Our Towns. I'm your host, Donna Quinn, and today we're talking about suicide. We're talking about suicide awareness and the QPR program, which is Question, Persuade, Refer. The Greater Oregon Behavioral Health Organization is sponsoring, along with Northwest Senior Disability Services, um, some free classes here in Clatsop County. There are a couple here today, which are pretty much full, we think. Um, and then there is one happening December 11th from 1 to 2 p.m. at the Bob Chisholm Community Center. And in this class, um, community members will learn to recognize the warning signs of a suicide crisis and how to question, persuade, and refer someone to get help. Each year, thousands of Americans participate in these classes, and they're saying yes to saving the life of a friend, a colleague, a child, a sibling, or a neighbor. And this session is for anyone. Um, it's free. Um, parents, friends, neighbors, caseworkers, anyone. And at this QPR class, you will learn to recognize the warning signs of suicide, to know how to offer hope, and know how to get help and save a life. My guest in the studio today is Ailey Ray. Ailey is... 
she has many different uh, credentials. Uh, she is a qualified mental health professional. She has an MBA and a BA. She is the older adult behavioral health coordinator for the Greater Oregon Behavioral Health Organization. Is this the first time you've offered these classes, the suicide awareness classes here in uh, Clotsop County? It is the first I've done it. I think there are others in the area that are certified but aren't actively um, doing it at this moment. Um, but I just became certified myself and um, thought it'd be a good time of year because um, suicide rates increase during the holidays as well as depression. Um, so I'm partnering with Northwest Senior to get the word out there. Well, part of the reason they're probably um, more prevalent in the holidays, and I'm sure you know that research more than I do, but I would imagine that um, we have this Norman Rockwell kind of idea of Christmas and Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and the holidays yeah. and everybody's happy and we're all connected, and that really isn't the case. I mean, mm -hmm. as exactly as my friend Caitlin says, we're tribal people, mm -hmm. and unfortunately our tribes are fragmented now. Yeah. And so... Um, people feel disconnected. They mm -hmm. feel alone. Um, I talked to another friend of mine in Eastern Oregon who is a, a family therapist, and I said, what is the thing you see in your practice the most? What's mm -hmm. the number one thing you see? She said, I see that people are disconnected from Isolation. each other and from themselves, their authentic selves. And a lot of that, I hate That's to true. say it, I think it is from this culture, mm -hmm. which shows everything is bright and shiny and wonderful, whether Instagram. it's Facebook or Instagram, <laughs> all of these things are advertising or your life can look like this. Mm -hmm. That's really not the case. No. Um, actually, I get a publication called The Week, and um, this week's copy of The Week, um, in the back there's always an, an essay, is about this... this um, how damaging it is for everyone to pretend like they're happy all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and I'm sure you could address that, yeah. too. So what are some of the myths about suicide and about this idea that we're always supposed to be feeling cheerful, happy, stiff upper lip, that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, like I said before, the the biggest myth to me is that you're by talking about it, you're going to put it in the person's head. Um, and I also want to put in a plug in for another training we're doing just because you brought it up uh, called grief in the holidays for exactly around that exact scenario. There's so many, especially older adults that are isolated and they don't have their families coming home for Christmas and they don't have that, you know, perfect picture and they're being replaced for their kids, you know, might text them once in a while or a phone call, but it's not the relationship that you're, you're speaking of. And, and it does increase your feelings around your worth and, and your purpose and, I think that's important to be authentic. And it, it is a huge disconnect from yourself, as you were saying as well, because um, you think that you have to put on this face all the time of I'm happy and this is my great life. Yeah. And, and that's not the case. And I really I love what you said about being your authentic self and being able to share it with others. And that's why I think I like the QPR gatekeeper training, because it's really just about being with that person. It's really simple. Um, it's about being in relationship and recognizing and seeing people for who they are. Well, that now, because your life is about relationships, um, when you say that simple to be with someone in, excuse me, in today's distracted world, You're right. <laughs> to truly be with someone, deeply be with someone, that really takes um, a skill. <coughs> excuse me, a skill. And we... I don't know that because we're now so used to being entertained by our computers mm -hmm. and by, you know, just by this crazy busy world we're yeah. in. So to truly slow down and connect with ourselves and connect with um, others, that is, that's kind of a sea change from the way our culture has been going in a way, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other skill yes, set is, that I feel is. like is getting yeah. lost on the wayside with the social media. Because we have to look at the root of this. So what yeah. is the root? I mean, there again, there are always going to be internal triggers and external triggers. Isolation is a huge root. Isolation is huge yeah. in the world. And we because we're afraid to be vulnerable, we're afraid mm-hmm. to trust other people and say, you know, I'm struggling screen. right now because there's some sort of a stigma. Mm-hmm. Everyone struggles. Everyone has mental health issues. It just it depends yes. on the, the degree. Exactly. Yeah, and just getting that out and being able to talk about it is huge. I mean, it is. It is. There's this idea of normalcy, which does not exist. No. Truly, it does <laughs> not, not exist. Not at all. You know? Um, so when when you talk about working with older people, mm-hmm. life purpose, having a mission in life yes. is so vital. Vital. And and so how do you work with them? And to- that's hard because a lot of times in your old older adult life, you're losing ability. Um, physical ability. Physical and, ability. And mental ability. And too, mental possibly. often. Yeah. yeah I mm-hmm. teach, um, I actually teach uh, positive approaches to care, which is dementia training as well. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, your d- cognitive ability is a loss as well s- for some people, not everybody. Um, but coping with that, especially for older adult males, the loss of physical ability, that might be their whole, how they spent their entire life is their, was their ability to do for others. That's a huge, huge loss. And being able to talk about that, um, a lot of men, that's not, you know, they're macho. That's not what they want to talk about. I actually, uh, later today, I do a group um, at the senior center with men. And it's been a really amazing group where they're willing to talk about real things and the loss of abilities. And I just, it's been a pleasure to be able to witness that. that um, and, and I hope that. I hope to get that in other places where it's okay to talk about your loss of ability and what you can still do and how not to be isolated and and find joy in maybe different things. And it might be tinkering or, I mean, you know, totally different. Every person is so vastly different. So um, it's really getting in there and and figuring out um, how to get them to think about like something that still brings them joy that they can focus on. Like it might be reading or film or, I mean... Something they there's always things that they still can do, and it's huge too to be able to give them the value of being able to be that value for somebody else. And you forget about these things. It doesn't always have to be physical. It could just be being there for somebody else. Um, a lot of um, other countries have like a grandmother bench where this there's older women that um, mentor younger women, and I, I think that's such a beautiful program because it gives both people such great purpose. Um, a grandmother bench yeah. and a grandfather bench. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's a great concept. And I think it requires a certain kind of bravery. As we get Absolutely. older, we aren't going to have the same physical strength that we've had. And so, but as we become, I mean, hopefully we can look and say, well, we're going to become elders in some way. And yeah. we need to pass on whatever that wisdom we hopefully have earned over our lifetimes. Um, so, Which is huge in other cultures, but I feel like in our culture, it, I know. it's not it's as celebrated. True. I know. And um, so it's brave of these of these um, these men that you're working with, these older men who um, perhaps have gotten a sense of identity from their physical strength, mm-hmm. their you know muscle muscles and all of that, and to suddenly say, okay, now I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to talk about. So it's brave to do that inner work. It is. It's hugely brave, and it's and and that in itself. Just I mean, I always tell them, just coming to this group is a success <laughs> because it's. You're not isolated. You're with people that care and want to have relationship. And it's just being able to do one thing like that. The, the Senior Center in Astoria is amazing. Yes, that's true. And um, and again, to be able to, you know, 
put your hand out to someone, and, and then that person is willing to take the hand. Because um, uh, um, an old friend of mine used to say, um, every day he wakes up and he is grateful that he is temporarily abled, <laughs> because he knows that one day he will be disabled, and um, and we and so coming to some kind of peace with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're right that that um, we of course read about suicide and you know, um, in Japan, if, if yeah. you don't get into the right college, or I mean, mm-hmm. young people with suicide, that's terrifying and, 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 and so tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, you're saying that the older population struggles with this, and they still have a lot to give and to offer and to experience from life. Yes, absolutely. Um, so you have to work with lots of segments of the population. Mm-hmm. Um, t- tell me a little bit more about this um, holiday grief class, because we haven't talked about where that is if someone's interested. Well, we have a, uh, I'm, I'm plugging it if anybody wants me to do it. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's nothing yeah. scheduled right no, this moment. No, we've got it all developed. Um, we have been talking to the senior center about doing it, but okay. um, we are open, um, have it all ready to go. Right. If anybody has a need for it, let me know. <laughs> How do people reach you, Ailey? Um, you can, I give my email out. Is that okay? Oh, of course, okay. please. It's A R A. H-E-A at gobi, G-O-B-H-I dot org. Okay. And we'll leave that here at the station if you're driving and you yeah. somehow and you want to reach her and you want to talk about um, this. But also people can go to the um, the QPR, which means Question, Persuade, Refer, uh, Institute.com. Mm-hmm. And they can take the gatekeeper training, which is what you're offering at the Bob Chisholm Center. Yep. Um, they can take that online, yeah. which actually I am either going to go to the Bob Chisholm Center or I'm going to take that <laughs> training online because – you could when uh, that's significant when he said if someone had just smiled at me if someone had just you know reached out to me mm-hmm. um, and I've actually read um, articles about that the people who are homeless say if someone would just look at me acknowledge me mm-hmm. um, we need to be seen yeah. you know and and appreciate that we're a fellow being on this planet yeah um, and then I was gonna oh you can go to Gobi's website if you just Google that too you can find me okay G O B H I yep Gobi website and then you can find it um, any other myths about suicide anything else um, we have just a few minutes left um, Ailey and um, and so I, I want to give our listeners um, an opportunity to hear from you anything that you feel that you um, haven't said that you want to say that you think is important that we haven't discussed um. I kind of want to talk a little bit about the older adult initiative. Yes, um, please. And then I kind of wanted to give a plug for the <laughs> yes, please, please. Um, the senior peer outreach. Um, if you know any isolated, old, because this has to do with suicide as well, um, just it really helps with isolation. So if you know of any isolated um, seniors in the community that would like somebody to call, like to call them once a week, they match them up with a peer mentor and they call once a week and it provides a relationship, especially for those that aren't able to get out and about. Um, it's a really great service. That is a wonderful service. And, and, and have Gobi number. is doing that? Um, we it's- partner with... Um, the Oregon Senior Peer Outreach. Okay. And so Perfect. I have their number. I just kind of wanted to get that out there because it's a really great way. Well, um, let's have for that those. number. It's, yes. Um, 833-736-4676. Um, and so they provide you with a peer mentor or you could become a peer mentor as well. So there's two ways that you could be involved with that program. And I just, I've, we've had great success in this county with it. So I just want to put a plug in for that. Um, and then we've done plenty of plugs, I feel like, for the QPR program. Um, but I'm looking forward to the, having that at the Bob Chisholm Center. And if anybody has any questions about that, please email me. Um, 
I know it's on Northwest Seniors, their um, website as well. Okay. And let's give your webs- your um, your email address again, please, okay. Ailey. Ailey, it's A-R-H-E-A. Ailey Ray is her name. So it's R-H-E-A, A-R-H-E-A. At, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. First, first initial, last name, at gobi.org. And um, and just again on the senior peer program, um, let's give that number again for people. Or if yeah, they absolutely. Google, if they Google something, what would they Google? If they just Google the Oregon C- Senior Peer Outreach, it will come up as well. But the number is eight three three seven three six four six seven six. That's just their toll fee referral line. So you seem like a very joyful person, and you're working in a, a challenging environment. Yes. How do you keep your joy and your positive attitude? Um, just the ability to have a relationship and be able to be that person to provide hope. It's taken me a few years of not like, especially working with therapeutic foster kids to not internalize, you know, the things that you see and read. And, um, but I, I, I like, um, like I do energy work too. So I, I enjoy like, um, working on myself as well. And, um, yes, just Uh, being present, mindfulness activities, um, you yes. Know, obviously, I enjoy my kids and my house and where I live as well is helpful. Good. No. And being outside. Need, yeah. We need to nourish ourselves. I mean, that's a challenge with caretakers and with anyone who's yeah. working with, you know, in, in a kind of a, um, uh, a sad, sadder environment than normal. I mean, yeah. you're not obviously selling cookies. You're, no. you're you know, <laughs> someone could say, oh, this is, I love my job. It's so happy. <laughs> you're working with some very serious yeah. um, and and challenging issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to keep your joy and to nourish and take care of yourself is really vital. Yeah, definitely. And, you're, and then you're helping and it's taken others years do that to, too. Yeah, yes, to it's, figure it's, that out. It's, it's not something I instantly had. <laughs> it's ongoing. It's yeah, ongoing definitely. daily for all of us. You know, if we want to, <laughs> Again, you know, bring joy and love and peace to the world, then we must do that with ourselves yeah. first. And then we have that that well from which to give. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate and it. And for all the good work you're doing and bringing your unique um, energies and joy um, to this um, and to a topic which we all need to just take out of the closet, take out of, you know, take shine light on this. Yes. And, and all of us, if we all were gatekeepers, um, then we would be maybe giving that smile, doing listening to that person, and there would be um, a valuable human being alive on the planet today um, who didn't just do something because of one event and their lives have meaning and purpose again. You said that beautifully. Well, thank you so much, Ailey. Um, And um, I look forward to having you on the show again at some point in the future. Yeah. And I want to express my gratitude to Dylan Hauserschalk for being the marvelous human being he is (laughs) and very talented. And we're so lucky to have him here at Coast Community Radio. And um, for all of you who listen to this program, thank you so much. Also, my um, gratitude to local talented banjo instructor Michael Bruin for his original theme music for this program. Until next week, let's all take a moment right now to take a deep breath. It is so good for body, mind, and spirit. And then, with gratitude, focus on the things that are going well in your life. There will always be those things that aren't going well. Focus on the things that are with gratitude. And then give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you, the only one, and for doing the best you can because everyone really is. Unless they know better, they are. And for being here now in the only moment that exists, the now moment, on the amazing planet we call Earth. Earth.